Are we good? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't. Do you guys need to run through of this, or are you? No, no we're winging it. We're gonna do it flawlessly. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be perfection, and I how dare you it. doubt us? But Rachel, don't miss this and before Owen, because that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 62, Fool's Fate, chapters 35 through the epilogue, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, first up is Mailbag. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Jonathan for the hilarious video of your dragon rant uh, that none of you can see but me, but it was good, and all I can say is same. It was good. Absolute same. (laughs) Um, Also, just so you know, we've gotten a couple emails today. Uh, One, there is fanfic out there with Bucky Bradio references. We have made it, Which is bananas. That's it. Yeah, that's a sign. (laughs) Um, I hope they bought that buttons shirt. That's all I have to say. Right? They should. (laughs) There's merch with buttons and they should buy it. Yes. Kay emailed us to say one, uh, down with Molly Fitz and Fool Forever, but also uh, (laughs) that they really enjoy the pod and that Alyssa cannot be allowed to miss any more episodes uh, and that you are loved from afar, but with no touching. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right back at you. Perfect. We also got an email from Carrie, who is a, a new listener who's been catching up after a reread of the um, of the core three trilogies. Um, they sent us a couple of their favorite moments. So Joey recapping chapters with sex scenes is a favorite. Um, <laughs> keep. We might so... continue that. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it says, keep on, Joey. Keep on, Joey. Robin is totally trying to convey something. Please don't skip. <laughs> they also enjoy. <laughs> Ash- <laughs> they also enjoy Ashley's prophetic theories and say that you're very on. T- you're very on top of it. Thanks. Eli, uh, your deeper think insights and your sense of humor, and also the skill penetration comment that you made was hilarious and not triggering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess I'll keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and then also a shout out to Elena um, and more props for the great breakdown that she did in the uh, Live Ship Trilogy episodes uh, about why Robin Hobb included so much sexual assault and what she thought that was going on there from like a literary standpoint. So yes. thank you for that email, Carrie. That no one great. loves me. Thanks. No one, lo- no one loves me either. It's fine. Uh, Read more sex scenes. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, um, 
because I have been a little bit remiss and not so organized with giving the shout outs for the emails, I did want to make sure that we said thank you to everyone that has emailed us during the Tawny Man trilogy. Um, I am going to try to get better about these shout outs, but in the meantime, we're, we're going to do some shout outs of some names. So hit it guys. Emmy Linda. Melissa. Yetta. Susanna and Dylan. Cat. Kelsey. <laughs> Catriona. Gareth. Chris. Christine. Kate. Amanda. Nicole. <laughs> Rossi. Jenny was a good name. And Caitlin and Allison. Charlene. And Izzy. And Trev. Julie. Jesse. Angela. Carrie. Kay. And. Owen. <laughs> wow. Uh, if I left you out, I'm so sorry, but thank you for your emails and your messages and your comments and your questions and the memes that you send us. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening. So before we start, also a heads up. We will begin Dragon Keeper that will drop on March 1st, but we will also do an episode that's going to cover the inheritance and the homecoming short stories, and that will post on February 15th. And without further ado, let's finish Fool's Fate. Chapter 35 is called Resumption. I did not look up that word, and I don't know what it means. The intro to this chapter is the famous Last Dance of Chances by Enya. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) All right. So as I was saying last episode, Fitz steps out into a starry night. He floats along like the freshest astronaut and tries to fasten himself to a nearby star. And she goes, ugh, you again. And Fitz keeps answering her questions about what he could grow to be with more questions, because being in star space has numbed his brain. The woman's voice tells him not to come back unless he's ready to stay, and kicks him out face down onto a familiar hillside. Is there dew? Everywhere. Are the sheep disturbed? Absolutely. Home sweet home. Before he passes out, trundling down the hill, he manages to skill for thick to bring help. The whole coterie is his DD, as they escort him to the infirmary where he receives state-of-the-art care from a healer who says he's just lazy, and an old woman they found on the side of the road who diagnoses him with Pexky's Skeksis and the only cure is garlic. (laughs) This is eerily similar to my own experiences going to the doctor. Cured by Garlic Fingers the Hag, Fitz gets called a moon calf by Riddle and goes bar hopping with the guardsmen immediately. Trying to bathe himself out of a hangover, the next day he makes the climb to Verity's Tower so that he can gape at his daughter all dressed up fancy. The prince, Jade, and Thick are there too, probably. Acting concussed, he bows to all of them, prompting Dutiful to ask if he's alright and to help him into a chair. Anyway, Nettle is pissed at Fitz because Molly told her everything after IDing him in the infirmary, and about midway through a conversation about something else about 15 minutes later, Fitz asks, Molly's here? And Nettle is like, everyone's here, it's Harvest Fest? (laughs) Fitz tells them the whole story of where he was, and Nettle still hates him, and she bows out of the room with Thick while Chayden Dutiful sit state chat. 
Dutiful assures Fitz not to worry, that she'll come around eventually, and Fitz asks, Who? And I'm really tired of this. <laughs> Jade reveals to Fitz that the fool had been back, expecting Fitz to have been there already, and having had to depart after a week, left him something. We also learn Hap lost his apprenticeship and is hanging around minstrel taverns, learning nothing. I guess the Bingtown traders wrote to asking if Tentaglia is coming back because they got a Garbo baby dragon deal and they don't know how to take care of them. <laughs> the old blood stuff seems resolved. I don't know. I'm really tired. The fool left Fitz a quote, a poem about dancing, which shows how much care he put into reading that. And this man is garbage. And I'm glad the fool left. <laughs> <laughs> He had also carved into memory stone their faces and that of Night Eyes, and when Fitz touches it, he can hear the fool's voice and see what his own self looked like through the fool's eyes when their brows were pressed together, looking into one another's eyes, and Fitz doesn't deserve this at all. Oh. Fitz goes into the women's gardens, and he has a conversation with an alien who has taken over Starling's body. <laughs> Starling is pregnant because every woman in a Robin Hood book has to end up with babies. And if you're not a mother figure already, then you're terrible and you're unhappy. And luckily, we can take care of that for you. Introducing Baby, a personality cure for sluts. Oh. Order now and receive oh three babies for just five monthly payments of thirty nine ninety five. Because if you're not having sex for babies and you're not a mother figure to make up for it, then you must be a howling bitch. <laughs> Fitz finds Hap in the aforementioned minstrel tavern and who could have predicted that Svanya took his money and married a rich old guy but the good news is that Hap is carving the worst harp I've ever seen <laughs> and he's going to be a minstrel and we're all very proud <laughs> this chapter should just be called the visits chapter because Fitz goes to visit patients too I've never visited this many people in a week never mind a day and I hate this chapter so much <laughs> Patience regales Fitz about Molly's visit to her, and I'm not sure what this is supposed to achieve. Something first love, something about place in your heart, something burnt, something. Here's the directions, provenance, room number, and key for exactly where Molly is staying in Buckkeep. Have a great night. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was I, really I have to. I have to mention that Alyssa read this entire chapter and wrote this section in the same amount of time that it took me to read and write my section over the epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> so some true talent here, far greater than mine. Thank you. It's all because it was impassioned and from the heart, she's just really <laughs> able to type I it was so quickly. mad about Starling that <laughs> in a rage. The Starling? That was some fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, hundred, hundred, yeah. hundo p actually, as they say. Yeah, Starling, who we last saw cheating on her husband, who was worried that her husband was cheating on her, yeah. is now pregnant with said cheating husband's baby and is so happy. Yeah, and now he cares <laughs> he about her and loves it. her so much because now she's pregnant. Everything. Also, don't just don't look at me because that would be improper. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, I can't even be near you because i'm with child and that somehow makes her a slut 
being pregnant and around a different man as opposed Please to being Please don't single associate and being me with the same bar <laughs> that I and might have been. And now she can't be a minstrel anymore because she's pregnant. She's a secret murderer. She drank I that fucking Kool-Aid, possibly man. sing anymore. I can't sing anymore because that's for sluts. Yep. <laughs> Slutty <laughs> can't do sluts. her... Can't do the one All thing that gave her joy. All my songs are about how I'm a big slut. I was so I'm a mother scary. now. I can't sing How I Banged That Man in the Rock Quarry, my number one single. <laughs> <laughs> really, she told her husband her number. She told her husband her mm-hmm. sex number, and then he realized that every time she walks out in public, she's in the same room with somebody she banged, and it started to make him feel uncomfortable, so now she's not allowed to do anything. <laughs> she's happy. Even She's though so he happy. was ha- he was going on hunts with every hot young single around. <laughs> uh, but men are no, but also okay for she's men. pregnant, but not so pregnant, right? Like he's seen non-pregnant women fatter than her, so <laughs> just so we know that she's still <laughs> she's got that still hot bad. baby bod. She's got a little, just a little boop, little hot boop, just a little <laughs> basket Everything about this conversation. I hate it. I was so mad I was yelling at Eli. Name me one person who is barren. I was like, patience, please. I was like, she's a mother maker. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's nobody who's, I mean, except that the woman with the charm in town who was like, maybe we should use the old sheep's bladder tonight. But like, <laughs> if you don't want kids, but Jenna ended like... up being shitty. So yeah, she's racist now. Yep. Yeah, I like mean, her. yeah, we can't use her in our defense because she's a bad person. But I mean, like, if you go all the way back to to Starling's origin, the reason she was slutty was because she was a victim of a sexual assault. All right. So like, she just didn't start anywhere good. Like, there was just no characterization of her that was. That was going to win out. Not for me. I hate it all. I mean, Get I'm a baby. Yeah. Particularly, so. Stop. Stop. Now we can't even hate her for being a dirty hoe. <laughs> I bet you Night Eye somewhere is shaking his head just like, well, dang. I'm going to miss that howling bitch. <laughs> now she's got a cub. So, do we want to talk about the fact that he met Queen Serenity? Or do we want to... Wait, what? Just gloss over that. He went. He like met a god. Yeah, god well, I didn't know that. Some kind of. She's tired. Some of kind him. of star child. Who did he meet? Uh, the, that's Serenity. The childlike empress. Some of Queen Serenity. I mean, yeah, it was like you again. Get the fuck out of here. I thought it was just the weird random voice in this guild that we always. Yeah, I thought, Queen, it, I, Queen I thought it was, was Tintaglia. I'm sorry, I didn't read. Oh, that okay. Room. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get all your references. Yeah, so he's, he's, uh, uh, I don't know. Was it Skill? Was it Ida? Was it. He's gotten like nine lives with this shit, though, and when is it gonna give out on him, you know? I like the theory that the voice in the skill is just Robin Hobb. Being like, <laughs> well, I can't kill him yet, so I'll send him back. It kind of feels like that to me, <laughs> honestly. Like, Robin Hobb is Ida. God, God, I, I hope she's like, Why is it always just this one voice? Like, do they not well, have Well, I think some of the time it was Tentaglia, but I... I don't know. Do not think I still don't know yeah, if Yeah, I it's... thought it was. 
I mean, I, I, you, I have speculated that it was Tintaglia or a dragon, but then I was like, well, she, but she hates humans and treats them like bugs. But if she, if skill users are like elderling, tangentially whatever related, then maybe she has more respect mm-hmm. for them because they have the skill. So maybe it is her throwing him a bone. But this voice wasn't. Because Tintaglia knows Or it could just be like the personific the personification of skill. What if you can get so good at the skill that you just like control it when you're dead? Control the other floating spirits. I don't know. You know, well if minstrels get to be so hot to trot they get to be in a crown, then why can't badass skill users get to live forever? I think that's called the abhorson. (laughs) (laughs) Become God. That's what we should read next. Yes, please. The audiobooks are read by Tim Curry. That's true. Oh, really? That's true. I've never listened to the audiobooks. So he goes into the he goes into the microwave, ends up in some kind of other plane with some kind of with he's talking to the author, who knows who that was. Could be a dragon, could be Robin Hobb, we don't know. Comes out, it's like a month, a month and a half later. And then he gets to parade his ass around Buckkeep saying hi to all the people. Good day to you, sir. Moon ignoring. <laughs> then he finds out that that little bitch ho motherfucker, Svanya, stole all of Hap's <laughs> money just like we said she would. She sucks. Yeah, why does she get to like get away with that? Why is that not a crime? Yeah, why doesn't Fitz go and kill her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they were like, well, half you were dumb enough to give it to her, so sucks for you. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he really did. I mean, he give gave it to her. her. Like, he, she's kind of like, <laughs> like okay, thank you. It's not even that. She on just to my like, money took, for a bit. took what was. I have full hers. faith that he didn't even say like, "Will you hold on to my money?" He probably was like, "Here, take this." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> have all of he it. deserved it. I'm walking away now. <laughs> Goodbye. Who's the boot calf now? <laughs> At least he's found a career path that he enjoys more than cabinet. And you know she really sucks yeah, he feels because alive. she went with an older man. Like, come on. Yeah, she didn't go with that pirate. <laughs> that one that one pirate. Now she's got a sugar daddy. But... <laughs> and her yes. baby is but her yeah, personality. I mean, I... I guess I guess like being a minstrel is a fine profession, but it does seem like if you're gonna be like sleeping out on the road and stuff and you know, not he's he's never he's never gonna be settled anywhere. He's he's going to be I mean he's basically just like a notary public that sings songs, which is I mean like not horrible, but I mean it's also Maybe he'll gain some more street smarts while he's out there. He seems like he knows what he's getting into. He didn't know what he was getting into Hispania, but like he seemed like he was very antsy and bored as a carpenter. And yeah. now he's, like, doing shit all the time. And maybe that's not so bad. Well, but doing shit, I mean, what is he really doing? He's singing. He's crafting a terrible instrument. And he's maybe <laughs> writing a mediocre attempt at a first single. He's the most, he's the mediocrest character in these books. Not, Which, like, not everybody has to just be because you can sing like how do we know that he's going to be a great songwriter don't you have to be a decent songwriter to be a minstrel well because his men his mentor is that one singer joey what's who's the singer i don't like because he sounds like a muppet buck, buck keeps got talent 
Tom Waits. His, oh God, his Tom mentor Waits. sounds like he might be Tom Waits. Uh, <laughs> it was like Waits. stupid throat. It was really <laughs> athlete. He's a throat singer? <laughs> no, he's, he's somebody called, like, terrible at singing something. but good at making guitars and like good at yeah. writing music. Brillo Which, pad. I, mean, I thought somebody they just said he just... couldn't sing. Tom, he's just ass at what makes you popular. You just Tom may not Waits like it. Good at everything you else. just may I, not like it, but Tom Waits has a gift. He he does have a gift, but I, I don't. I wouldn't call that a natural. I didn't voice. say anything against him as a career musician. I just said I don't care for his work. And he could be he could be old too. So like maybe a young guy who could sing halfway decent with good lyrics and a good guitar. Maybe that's all you need. Oh. Yeah, I'm just saying. I want all not, of my minstrels to be like man, Annie yeah, Lennox. I'm okay, making, I'm not really okay. looking for half. <laughs> well, he's he's you know like he gets to go and he says, and people don't care that I have two different colored eyes. People don't care that Bowie mishap. Who names a kid mishap? Like that's so fucked. Starling, <laughs> a minstrel. That's so messed up. Freaking minstrel. Probably her kid. Honestly, horrible person. <laughs> it's not she was barren remember yeah sure so no, she says so she oh, says she, she was temporarily barren conveniently barren <laughs> you ain't my kid I'm just saying it's... everything happened that I said would happen Nettle found out from her mom exactly who Fitz was and all that shit happened and he didn't get to like even like a- apply his narrative he's just gonna sit there like a dope while people <laughs> talk smack about that's him. what he does best so you know what par for the course Dutiful's like, I couldn't let her talk about you like that. I had to You shut her. your mouth. You don't talk about my Uncle Dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about my Uncle Dad however I want. <laughs> Are they cousins? They're half siblings. I don't want to get into that, <laughs> that conversation again. Uncle Dad cousins. Um... So that sucks, but you know, it also sucks that the fool came back and was like, Oh, he's gone. Oh, he must have died. Guess I'll go on my adventure. That's the last thing. So he year. left a pretty carving. <laughs> An unappreciated carving. I appreciate it. I appreciate it too. I, think it's I thought that carving was weird. fantastical, and I completely agree with Alyssa that he didn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> it should go to somebody else. Like, literally anybody else would appreciate it and deserve it more. It's there for that little bit of night eyes that's still in fits, okay? Uh... <laughs> he deserves it. What am I missing? What do we talk about else? Well, the fool uh, came back and they patience. missed. Patience. Oh. Well, yeah, the misconnections. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Um, <laughs> you, a dirty hobo man. <laughs> stuck in a skill pillow. Me. Me, fabulously dark and handsome with impeccable taste. <laughs> look down, look up, where are you? I'm How dare you have sex with so many me's in the past? I feel like a play just started. What a happen. scoundrel, I can't spend any time with you. 
having had sex with me in the past. <laughs> You're talking about Starling? Yeah. Then? Okay. Uh, well. One too many sexes with me in the past. I'm putting a moratorium <laughs> on physical touch. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a problem in the next chapter with the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till my chapter. <laughs> um, yeah, so they missed each other. Oh, it the old blood stuff mysteriously just like, remember that whole subplot about the old blood and the piebalds and like, whatever. Not important. I would be concerned that they were never going to see each other again. But there's a whole other trilogy around them, right? We don't know that yet. Spoilers. It's just called <laughs> Fits and the Fool. The metaphor. The publishing of it was it a spoiler. <laughs> Wasn't there a hedge witch? What happened to her? A hedgehog witch, yes. <laughs> Will we ever see her again? Garlic fingers? Hopefully not. Jenna? Garlic fingers. <laughs> Honestly, why was she there? They knew exactly what was wrong with him. It wasn't a mystery. <laughs> His humors were off balance. <laughs> Do you think that was because Patience was like, I'm bringing in a a doctor. (laughs) Also, they don't have medicine. (laughs) (laughs) They have still healing. Magic transportation stones, no medicine. There's like an MRI machine somewhere (laughs) in the tree hog. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. What gets me is that Hap says, is it Hap that says that? No, not at all. Dutiful says that they're going to start their own like wit wit town to show that they can that they can like, live in a town without without slaughtering people. each other we'll have fun being murdered <laughs> like <laughs> this is like that show where a like fifth graders got to run a, an old west town <laughs> that's a show wait what yeah, they left some kids like alone called. in a town, and they were really broken up about having to slaughter a chicken for food. And they were, some of them were like, "I think we'd rather starve, you guys." It was wait, really was this that oh show on the? Wait, what? Yeah, there was a TV was show. How do you recall how too. old that show is? Westworld. Mm, I was in college uh, seven okay. years ago. What was it on? Six what network ago? was that on? I could not I, tell I you. I think oh. it was probably pretty CBS sure we'll be able to find it. On I think YouTube. it was like a. <laughs> so it didn't devolve until like a Lord of the Flies situation. They were pretty good at it. They survived. They did a good job. Well, shit, let's have them do the vaccine rollout. They didn't survive. <laughs> they just quit. Well, they, there was no drama, so the producers were like, "Oh, I guess we have to cancel the show." <laughs> <laughs> they were really hoping for the another show. Was terrible. By a boulder. It was. It yeah, was they Kid Nation. They created Nation. democracy. It was terrible. Yes, it Kid was Nation. Two thousand seven. Oh my was on yes. God! I have to look this up. Oh, I was in college. I was. Hey. I was in the. I was. Yeah. I, I was in a phase of my life where I was too busy being a slut <laughs> to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like this article. Kid Nation. Looking back on TV's most disturbing reality. Show. Oh, look at this charmingly nerdy child well. that is on the cover of their poster. He's so adorable. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that means that everything's solved because they're going to go live in a town all together where like people can be like, hey, I'm bored. Let's go to that town where all the witted people live and set it on fire. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't why did, seem... Why do they want to isolate themselves further and be like, look, yeah. we're integrating, but we're not? 
It seemed weird. And then also it was annoying to me that Fitz did not introduce Hap to any of the other children in his life. It was just like completely separate. Or even think like, about Hap. <laughs> or, or even think about Hap. After learning that he was a minstrel, there was no thought about Hap. He was just like, oh good, I don't point. have to pay his like fee for the cabinet maker anymore. So he'll just go. I think Hap is men- mentioned once in the, uh, the epilogue at Fitz's wedding. That's the last time he's mentioned. Why he makes it into the epilogue? That's pretty good. Why is he? Yeah. Why does he exist? <laughs> why does well, that exist? Because Fitz do needed a practice exist? child to fuck up with before he got his other children to fuck up with. Yeah, it was a practice kid. <laughs> but you the, always get one. He was adopted because you always have a kid because it's Robin Hobb. Oh, shit. I mean, you have to have a kid. as the fool said, even Starling could see how pathetic you were and you needed something to take You guys, away. the entire series of Kid Nation is on YouTube. I'm just putting that out there. <gasps> Can we watch it together? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Thank you. We'll get a cast rolling this week. Yes. Great. All right. We'll just... I'm, uh, I'm going to move us on. <laughs> Chapter 36. Thank you. Harvest Fest. (laughs) The intro is a missive from Ketrickin to to the Bingtown Council, basically telling them the dragons are alive and, well, and they are too busy touching, which, you know, Alyssa doesn't like, (laughs) to bother with any of them and their problems. So, sorry. Um, so after... (laughs) So after all of that, Fitz is back in the walls, being a bit of a creep, but at least he has his has a feast and his ferret for company. Um, he's watching the Harvest Fest celebrations, and like any good father, he's hidden away in time in his spy nest to hear his son sing, so that's great. <laughs> um, he spies on his other children and almost children as well. He sees Swift with Webb and Nettle dancing with Civil, which is shocking, apparently. Um, as it should be, because Sybil sucks. Uh, Ketrickin is there overlooking everything, and Shade is, of course, dancing with a woman a third of his age. Uh, Sterling is there with her husband, blah, and Patience and, and Lacey arrive together. Uh, Rosemary is ga- around gathering intel, and Thick is hoarding sweets, and I'm very pleased for him. <laughs> Fitz also checks out the rest of Birch's sons, too, and then spots Molly Joy, but Gilly is far too concerned with sausages. They're far more concerned with sausages than Molly, and I approve. Um, it's just a lot of watching in that section. <laughs> <laughs> creeping. <laughs> Creep is so creeping. Fitz suddenly feels the need feels the need to join everyone, and he almost sucks himself out of it, but then he doesn't see Molly around for a second, so he has to go be a creepy stalker at her door like the good old days. But at least he decides against using the peephole in her room or swinging in through her window, so that's progress, I guess. So he knocks on her door and she tells him to go away and I'm reminded again that I don't actually hate Molly as a person, just her role in the story. Fitz tells her that he promised Birch he'd look after her and her kids and she threatens to break his foot. So that's <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> finally, Molly lets him in, but she just wants to know how Birch died. So he tells her and then afterwards she scolds him for that whole, you know, not telling her he was alive this whole time thing. Then the kids are due back, so Fitz heads out and learns that a ship with a normal banner has arrived, and Eliania has come to say that she doesn't want to wait any longer to be wed. 
Fitz, who gets to witness all of this due to being carried in with the crowd into the hall and then promptly hidden by Patience and Lacey coming to his rescue, Skill advises Dutiful to say yes. So now there's a wedding to plan in a week. Awesome. Uh, the wit coterie is formally recognized. Molly gets Withy Woods in honor of Burge. Swift is officially apprenticed to, wit- to Web the Whipmaster. And Fitz continues to try and find time to talk to Molly, which he finally does on the morning of the eve of the wedding. Special note, he does dress in the fool's clothing that he had picked out for him, and I'm just going to savor that fact because that's the only good part. <laughs> um... <laughs> Then he goes off to be a weirdo again, knocking on Molly's door. Nettle opens and she tries to tell him to go away, which I, I that makes sense. She's like, this is not wise. But Chivalry gets uh gets there and he lets her into the lets him into the room and with uh Molly and her twelve hundred kids, and then he just goes and introduces himself as Fitz Chivalry Farseer like an idiot and tells them he promised Burge he'd look after them all. Also that he loves Molly and blah blah blah, no more secrets. So in that spirit, Swift outs him as witted, and Fitz tells everyone that Nettle's got the skill, and he'll be instructing her. Naturally, this is a lot to take in, and Molly tells him to get the fuck out so she can talk to her kids. So Fitz staggers out, shaking, and like, there's a servant that walks by, and is just like, are you ill? Um, I'm sure all of that truth is a lot for him. He's been rather allergic to it in the past. Mm-hmm. Then it's time for the wedding, which they barely get through before the dragons arrive and force everyone to watch them having sky sex several times before they gorge themselves on fresh cattle tribute, which basically sickens everyone, and gosh, I can't wait to read a whole quartet about these delightful creatures. (laughs) Post-wedding, it's time of departures. Half heads off with his minstrel master, Webb takes Swift to meet more old blood folk, the dragons finally leave after eating most of the livestock, Tintaglia using Nettle as a human's guide to the six statues <laughs> and beyond for the best places to eat. Nettle uses the opportunity to basically stick the dragons on Chelsea because Nettle is awesome. Then there's some skill lessons, and Shade is introducing they probably get lost in some portal stones, and they're going to arrange another skill calling. Sybil and Seidel get engaged, does anyone care? <laughs> no. Nope. And Patience and Lacey tell Fitz he's a moron for blundering in with Molly, who didn't even say goodbye to him after she left Buckkeep. Patience wants him to come to Tradeford to stop him from being more stupid, but Fitz wrangles himself out of that, but promises to come and visit before the year is out. I have one question. Yes. Can anyone name all of Molly and Burge's children? No, uh, I, dancer. I, I mentioned Easy, this in the sleepy. epilogue. I, I <laughs> should, should save it then. I listened to the epilogue four times, and I think Sunday. that all of the children Shivery's were mentioned, and I cannot, cannot tell you. Nimble. Just There are just four. Steadfast. Nimble. Okay, Nimble is the one that I couldn't remember, because I was like, I can only lightning. get to six. <laughs> Zeus. Athena. Wait, I'm missing one. It's... It's chivalry, it's chivalry, hearth, just swift. nimble, swift, and righteous fury. These are horse names. <laughs> oh, right. Steady. Steady, right. It's yeah. Burridge. It's Burridge. He named his kids after fucking horses. <laughs> yeah, I think there's the, there's the part where. Fast. There's the part where Fitz is like to Molly when, she, when he walks in. He's like, Burridge would hate that you cut your hair. And she's like, why the fuck do you know any of this? Like, or what the fuck do you know? And he's like, oh, because he told me you had a nice coat once. <gasps> she's like, of course he'd say that. Ew. <laughs> she got a bit of red in her coat. 
You red ever walk up coat. to a girl and say, I like the red glint in your coat? I don't recommend that. Divorce. <laughs> you ever survive saying that? <laughs> I have said, I like the golem in your eyes. Hasselfeld. It worked out. Hasselfeld. Hasselfeld. And Arod. Oh, man. Snorri. Dory. <laughs> Snowmane. Okay, no, but for reals, it's nettle, chivalry, steady and swift. Swift and nimble are the twins. Heart? I thought, I thought the other twin was steady. No, it's swift it and nimble. Yeah. So, so literally, Swift has a twin that has no magical powers whatsoever. Yeah. Because it's Steady that has the shit. That yeah. is um, look, we've all seen twins with Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. That's how it goes. One gets all the goods, <laughs> and the other one's chopped liver. <laughs> what movie is Danny Poor DeVito nimble. supposed to be Schwarzenegger's twin? Twins. Matilda. Twins. Matilda. <laughs> literally just said that. <laughs> called twins. Called twins. Is it really? It's called twins. Yes. I thought that was Junior. Yes. yes. No, Junior's no. the one where he no, gets Junior's pregnant. No, Junior's the one where he gets pregnant. But isn't that isn't that Devito too? It's not no, I don't think Devito's in that funny. one. That's yeah. Kindergarten Cop. No, That's Danny Devito is not in Kindergarten Cop. No, the, it's not a tumor thing. It's oh, Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Well, then who's in Junior? And, and a blonde lady. <laughs> it's like That's it. And the blonde woman. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and the blonde woman. Junior. Junior, I'm having a baby. So, <laughs> Dutiful and Eliana are married at the ripe old ages of 14 and 15. Her clothes sounded fabulous when she rolls up in there, so I kind of really was down with that. Yeah, with like the little glittering jeweled eyes of the books and the mm-hmm. narwhals. I did laugh at the idea that, and maybe this hasn't happened yet, has the has the fest happened in this chapter where they get crowned as like yeah. king and queen of... So it's like, oh, uh, Dutiful has like a crown of antlers and shit on his head, but then Eliana has one narwhal horn. <laughs> 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 Did you think she should She's have like mul- like it should be a crown and... of like ten of them? No, I just think a narwhal horn is like six feet long. Were you not I'm envisioning sure yourself big. like this in high school? <laughs> was it with just a six me? foot horn on my head? Horny. Yes, I'm sure yeah. it was sized appropriately. <laughs> if they charge each other, say... who wins? It's just a little dangerous because she could <laughs> poke somebody's eye out. She's not super tall. It helps her social Let distance. Her. It's got to be anchored to her like to the... her skull somehow. Otherwise, it's gonna fall off. Well, that's what I mean. It's very long. That's a, quite a level. It's a costume travesty. Some nice sh- straps to your shoulders. Harness it. Of course, I'm we're go, like maybe it just goes straight worrying up. about the structural sound of, of their costumes <laughs> because we're all like, how could we build that if we needed to? And we will. <laughs> just need to get a narwhal horn. I know where Easy. there is one. I really what? Yeah. <laughs> It's up there. Museum in, uh, of Natural History. That's right. The they Museum do. They have one history? at the cloisters. Oh, the net. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to stage a heist. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? I have Actually, a lot of black to this clothes, and I feel like I'd be good at it. We're about to engage. I mean, that's in what the heist. fool would do. I've seen nat- uh, National Catholic? Treasure a couple of times, so I feel like I have the creds for it. <laughs> we had to do it for Robin Hood. <laughs> we had to steal this narwhal horn. It's only six we feet would long. Say if we were caught, 
which we will not be. Well, Whatever. they, they say it's a unicorn horn. <laughs> they call it a unicorn horn, but we all know it's a narwhal horn. Unicorns are real. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> have you ever been to that um to that to that museum, Alyssa? I have. It's amazing. It's all the those tapestries, boss tapestries. I went for the Catholic imagination. Mm, yeah. Oh. That was a good. That was a a, a good uh, Met year too for the Met Ball. Yeah. I remember when the Met you could like go to it and stuff. You can go there. It's open if wow. you want to get COVID. <laughs> Gross. I'm not going in there. It's their best exhibit. It's, it's the it's so stand good. in this room and get COVID exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Great. Uh, so yeah, he does. So he dresses in the blue outfit that the fool picked out for him with the blue, with the darker blue pants and the white shirt. And he puts that little fox pin on the outside, outside. of his clothes, bitches. I'm coming out. Boom, boom. I want the world <laughs> to know. In a little, in a little, in his little warriors club, whatever that is. We did ask Robin Hobb what that is, and it's just a ponytail. A warrior's <laughs> yeah, it's just a ponytail. That's what dudes had to call it to feel secure about themselves. Well, we didn't know is if it was like... braided, if it was fun, if it was high. Is it, it a high low. pony, a low pony? Low pony. I don't we had questions. High pony. I think it's a, a high pony. It's, a it's like a high, low pony. Ponytail. It's a high stepper. Like a pony. Yeah. Like it's a happy the, pony. The little kids do the ponytail on the very top of their head, and it just, like, poops out. It's a brat pebble? That is exactly how Fitz arrayed his Very hair before manly. he went to see Molly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pebbles. Yep. It's a pebbles, for sure. It's also just kind of, like, wrong that he's, like, trying to make moves on this lady after she, like, shaved her head and is, like, publicly mourning her husband. Right. You know. He's not a patient. He's man. like, hey, I, I took my annual bath and I put on these clothes that I kind of really hate, but somebody once told me I look good in them. I love them. And I just wanted to come here and say, like, hey, let's bone. I love you. Here's all my secrets. Yeah. I'm just going to spew them out. Are you three? Do you repeat spew everything you hear, three year old? Okay. I am Fitz Chivalry Farseer. <laughs> And then oh, yeah. he outs Nettle. Like, she might have been keeping a secret from her family for, like, a good reason. Instead, he's like, she's got the skill. She's got the skill. I was super salty at the daughter. fact that he outed somebody. It is never okay to yeah. out somebody, ever. Yeah. Well, Swift just did it to him, so. Well, Swift is a so child, she... and also it was still wrong, and two wrongs don't make it right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 35-year-old man. Which, by his count, is means he's ancient. So, so old, he's but so he's old. also a child. <laughs> he's just an old man. Oh, this is yeah. This is the chapter where he watches her through the hole, and then he goes. Yeah, yeah. Watches her dance, and then goes goes and he's like, "Oh, she's probably in her room that somebody told me was this was the number." Lacey, Lacey yeah. did, and mm-hmm. so yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go," like. Like Hello, me walking through the hallways, picking the route that will take me the longest way to class in high school so I could walk past and, like, say yeah. hi to my crush. Like, oh, well, I dropped see, my to pencil. To me, if you're all at the party and, like, you notice that I'm not there and I'm probably in my room, it's because I went to poop. Like, don't come bother <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got the poopery, don't come. Unless you got it. <laughs> <I'm just> like... 
you know it's like oh she's probably in her room doing nothing but waiting for me to come talk to her it's like no man i was trying to poop that's why you just have to announce i'm going to poop and then nobody will come and bug you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i love that he had that split second where he was like i could just go and watch her through the people no i won't i shouldn't i can't do that i shouldn't (laughs) i'm like oh my god you're so fucked but he's he had a growth moment where he decided not to. Uh, but she barely. still also says no one ever talk asked to you like me. An adult. She's like no one ever asked me what I wanted, and they're like, and we will continue to not ask you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. All right. Do we want to do this? Are we done with this chapter? I, I am. Uh, I am. I'm done with Fitz's. Escapades. Unless you want to talk about the dragon sex, <laughs> I oh, don't. God. No, it's the end of the episode. It was a lot. Why? It, it like kept. Nice. They, they kept harping on the fact that it like kept happening. Like why? Well, that and then it inspired everyone to have like there was they like a make lucky sure orgy. No, there was an orgy afterwards <laughs> because there was that one. Set- no! Yes, they Where said they that everybody like- was getting turned on <laughs> by them, and I'm like, ew, grody. Impossible. But how did they, they got turned on by that, but then they had to watch them, like, devour a bunch of cattle. Well, it was, like, the skill. Like, they were spilling out while they were doing it, and so everyone was feeling it. And so they all, like, had, like, this big orgy at Buckheat. Yeah, they, well, I mean, it was described as, like, yeah, this was the year of, like, the boomers. This is some more now the boomers are here is because we watched dragons in the sky. I was going to say, now it can be a Netflix show it can have an orgy. Yeah, they said it was infamous years after for, like, how good that party was. That means orgy. But now, that was an eyes wide shut situation for sure. Now this trilogy can be a Netflix show because every Netflix show has to have an orgy. Or a CW show. It could be either one. Oh, they well, you know, like Bridgerton, there was kind of an orgy party, and you know, like The Witcher, they like walked through an orgy, and it's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. It's a bacchanal, <laughs> and I don't approve. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't no. want to attend. I'm just saying it, it happens. I'd rather watch them eat cattle. Oh no! All right, no. now that I've desensitized, <laughs> I'm going you all. to the cattle slaughtering. Odyssey sadness. I'll just go get lost in a skill zone. How about that? You can't escape. I've desensitized you all. It's time for Joey to summarize chapter three. Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Ever after. Are you ready, yeah. folks? We do yes. like these just... books. I'm just going to put it out there. I know. Yeah. This is my favorite one. <laughs> I'm going to just not, just not these, this particular set of this chapters. This particular set is not it. <laughs> Ever after, or we're not so happily, Robin, we're not so happily. (laughs) (laughs) The intro is a warning for those forming coteries and need to skill summon out to the wilds for candidates. Just don't. Instead, send out riders saying to not freak out, but someone will probably skill call out to you while you're taking a BM. Beware, there might be some posers in that crop (laughs) (laughs) who don't want to farm anymore. They want to be part of the coterie. So Fitz, via Riddle, is repeatedly sending gifts, candies, messages out to House Burrich. And like all good stalkers, he persists even after being told to stop. 
He's actually attempting to bribe Birch's sons into liking him using sweets, which is probably working, but is still wrong in my opinion. Fitz... Like season four of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fitz changes tactics when he gets a shred of info about some trouble with one of the mayor's hooves and tries to recreate Burrich's secret liniment for chivalry. Maybe if he can win over now the oldest boy's trust first, that might be a way in. <laughs> Shade ventures upon making uh, upon Fitz making horse cosmetics and suggests <laughs> and suggests a room change to give him easy access to his lab. But I suspect that this is Shade's last ditch effort to end these books properly, because if Fitz <laughs> is nearby here, he'll be closer to Ketty. So what Shade I think is doing is he's trying to get him to forget Molly, maybe stay at Buckkeep, keep him in, to keep uh, Shade company while he's serving at the pleasure of the Queen, and maybe just maybe get the fool and bring his ass back here too. But sadly, Fitz will not be thwarted. During a brief exchange with Nettle, we learn that her sassy qualities make her a good skill partner to Dutiful. Um, and somehow, uh, Fitz's gifts to Molly are starting to work. Uh, then Nettle gets mad at Fitz for uh, not trying hard enough to be her dad. And Fitz grunts something about being raised by men. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Don't know these women feels. Um, we're kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, Fitz writes a final letter to Molly to see if she's ready for him. Uh, here's what the letter said. I remember you in red skirts. Something about your sandy ankles. Oh, and boobs! <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> the globier, the better. <laughs> Fitz, you were describing the fool. It would have been like ten pages of like exactly. beautiful poetic content. I'm just saying. Viewer <laughs> discretion advised. Round. Fitz tries his best to be a father to Nettle by showing her a desk, some papers, and a quill, and explains this is where he works, and she asks him why it's 3 a.m., and he says, because that's when he works. Then Fitz shows Nettle chivalry's sword and explains that he can't tell her anything about him because he never met him, and she asks to learn more about Night Eyes instead. Solid choice. Good choice. Molly sent Fitz a map to get to her... Uh, and so Fitz uh, balled up one final shirt, shoved it into a bag, and hurried off. <laughs> that is not until Shade convinced him to tell Nettle first. Um, so he travels almost the entirety of the trek through a snowstorm on my black. Uh, and then he arrives at House Burrich. There was chivalry there doing something horse-related with Ruddy, and then they talked about it. And then some of Birch, uh, he then and then Fitz kind of regaled chivalry about some of Birch's Kingsmen adventuring, um, which I guess chivalry wanted to hear about. <sighs> Molly presents herself and yells at some of her brood, you know, like the hundreds of them that she has now. <laughs> They discuss some boring shit, and we realize that this is the rest of Fitz's life. This <laughs> is a plague of locusts. Fitz takes note of her aging body, which has apparently 
quote, softened and rounded with the years. And he says something about wanting her more than anything in the world and says he'll wait until she's ready. They talked about some more minutiae. After three days, he returned to Buckheap. (laughs) Some more shit happened over the course of the next few months. Eliana was pregnant. Chivalry got married to someone named Thrift. And not long after that, she also got pregnant. For fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone must have a child. Everyone must fuck and child. baby pods. (sighs) All right, folks. Here we are now. Steal yourselves. This is what we all have been waiting for. What all the books have been about. This is uh, what all the fans have been clamoring for uh, when we first learned about Fitz's epic love for Molly. After an exhausting day of fence-laying with chivalry, he made himself scarce so that he and Molly could have some private time collecting blackberries together. While picking some blackberries, Fitz offended some bees and got stung a couple of times, one behind the ear and the other on his back. Molly has to use her mouth and her tongue to pull the stinger out. She notices... Some did of Fitz's she, scars. Did she need to use her tongue to do that? She needed no. to. And uh, y'all know what time it is. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> so good. So um, I'm I'm sorry, Alyssa, and you I can't know, forgive. you either have another drink or leave the room. Um, we won't judge you. Pull out your earbuds. Pull out your earbuds. <laughs> it's gone. Farewell. <laughs> Just the... animal noises is premiering on another channel. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, this, this listen same. to this whole podcast the... backwards, you will receive the URL. <laughs> The animal noises or this scene. So I I think (laughs) it's important. It's important that everyone should know that I have not read a lick of any of these Robin Hobb books. In fact, everything up to this point has I have listened through someone else's telling of these stories. But specifically for the end of this chapter, I thought that this was the, 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 the momentous occasion in which I should crack open the pages of the book and read to you Robin Hobbs' actual own text. So I will now oh narrate God, to you this amazing, horrible sex scene that we've all been waiting for. Oh, Joey, I love you. You've got it. You're ready. You're ready. so uncomfortable. Ahem. I turned to her, knowing that she was waiting for me. No. It still took all my courage. Very carefully. I want us to live with him, okay? Alyssa's gone, but She's I'm gone. still here with you. Very carefully, I kissed her. I kissed her cheeks, her throat, and finally her mouth. She tasted of blackberries. Over and over, I kissed her as slowly as I could, trying to kiss away all the years I had missed. I unlaced her blouse and mm-hmm. lifted it over her head, bearing her 
to the blue summer sky above us. Her breasts were soft and heavy in my hands. I treasured them. (laughs) Her skirt slipped away, a blown blossom on the grass. I laid my love down in the deep wild grasses and sweetly took her to me. It was homecoming and completion and a marvel worth repeating. We dozed for a time and then woke as the shadows were lengthening. We must go back, she exclaimed, but not yet, I told her. I claimed her again as slowly as I could bear to, and my name whispered by my ear as she shuddered beneath me was the sweetest sound I'd ever heard. Thank you. Is it over? It's over. I'd rather read about the fool's corpse and Night Eyes' death a thousand times. I would rather sip through somebody's poop for like a gold nugget than be that again. That was awful. That was that was better than the audiobook, Joey. That was amazing. Good job. You found your niche. Now go make millions. <laughs> Joey's just going to start a podcast where he reads bad sex scenes from fantasy novels. Oh, man. There's plenty out there. <laughs> and my All right. Is... So now that we have recovered, <laughs> have we? Do you think that the, do you think that the reason that he, he very specifically says that he took her as slowly as possible and that she shuddered beneath him is just so we could, like, Die erase that Also whole... shudder? Well, remember... Remember... <laughs> Alyssa hasn't read this since, like, 2010. <laughs> Do you remember in the first trilogy where they have sex and she's like, that was quick. and that, Or I guess maybe even Jenna said this. When it was Jenna. Was Jenna was like, well, Yeah, Jenna was like, oh, we were, like, running you're a hasty man. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, this is just to be like that. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> I have to step outside in freezing degree weather. I'll be right back. Sorry. <laughs> I do just, think from a literary standpoint it is a um, someone was trying to prove something to us. I'm not sure if it was Robin or Fitz or Go Dong and Go yes. Strong. I forgot we actually still have to talk about this. Yeah, chapter. we do still have to talk about it. Um I do I did think it was kind of sweet that like Fitz got to be like, hey, this horse is the horse that like the queen rode to safety and yeah, like, oh, yeah. really? I didn't know that. Like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, he's Pond a great historian, I guess. Um, well, he was supposed to be a scribe, actually. Yeah. He did try and write this history in six duchies and then only wrote about himself. <laughs> Trained to be a scribe and an artist. And a history a of Buckkeep, my autobiography. Musician and an <laughs> assassin and a... <laughs> Hey, he played a mean sea pipe. Too many things. You play a mean sea pipe. I don't like that. I don't. I also don't like that she was like, if chivalry wants to get married at fifteen, that is fine with me. I need help around the house, and I'm like, you have an entire estate called Liddy Woods. Like, you could just hire a right. housekeeper yeah. or a maid. And then maid. that poor girl, to, like, that poor girl got knocked up like immediately. 
twice. Well, it's the Robin Hobb universe. She has to... Like, twice in was... three years? What was it? She was pregnant Ridiculous. for a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, I mean, I get it. I get the logic of, like, the reason people got married and had kids is because they Indiana, needed labor right? on the Come farm. On. I get that. But also, you didn't need that labor because you have money. That's what money's for. They've got that mentality, though. Still. Allow your kids to have a child. That siege mentality. You need more hands. Oh, yeah. For the food. Um, I really appreciated what a good sport Riddle was about being his little, like, love note <laughs> I like career. Yeah, Riddle was my favorite character in this whole section. He was passing off the notes that are like, want to date, yes, no, maybe. And then like, oh yeah, and here's 12 pounds of candy to rot all of her children's teeth out. Cool, cool. He's like, they didn't like that candy, okay? You should get this other candy, this other bullshit candy that no one Well, and when he tried to send like like, a toy, and he's like, nah, player, you gotta send a toy for each kid. And he's like, oh, okay, I could do that. Right. I feel like I'm the opposite yeah. of Molly. Like, if you try to send me a gift and I am not already in your graces, you're just <laughs> on my shit list then. Bad yeah. dad. <laughs> you're not bribable is what you're saying? I'm saying that if you try to bribe me, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Same Z's. Don't ever buy me apology flowers. It won't go well. If you are... Ooh. If, we, if we're, we are on good terms and... You give me a gift? Amazing. I love you. You're a great friend. If you if you're trying to buy me a gift to get me to be happy? Well, but like what if it was like you, a Rolex? That is the opposite of what you like, have done. I am so bad. A really cool tool or something. What if you were a harried housewife with seven children and an entire farm to run all by yourself and your hands are falling off and quickened to the bone? <laughs> if my hands are falling off and you simply give me more pigs, I will be thrilled. Thank you. I feel like he should have just sent her a servant then at that point of being like, right? here, I bought you, you like a hand to help. I don't know. If I've had eight kids and I didn't I can't I can't even take care of them, then I don't know. I feel like that's not even you're not even close to the root of the problem there. I'd... Well, I mean, Nettle's back in Buckkeep and you know Nettle was doing like all the kids stuff. Like she was definitely like the babysitter and the governess. Oh yeah, she was second mom for sure. Yeah, so she's, you know, so suddenly Molly's got all this extra crap to deal with and then like chivalry whenever he's not working outside, he definitely wants to go like moon eye at, at thrift. So, she's in a weird situation. I feel like he he should have sent her a basket of various types of uh birth control. <laughs> you got the Nuva ring, just pops right in. <laughs> she was wearing Marina. green with lace, yeah. and you all know what that means. Poor no. shit. Um, if you've heard green sleeves, you'll know what that wow. means. Aww. But do you know he, when he went one of the, when he sent lace? Like Molly has time to like darn her own clothing. Clothing. He sent her like six feet of red lace. What is she gonna do with that? Um, She's make a herself wife. a teddy, of around. course. <laughs> <laughs> Just a slinky little Wrap it around her waist without doing anything to it and call it red yeah. skirt. <laughs> a teddy. I'm sure they wore thongs Shit. back then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's called, it's called Gun Commando. I'm sure of it. Do we have anything nice to say? 
I just no. no, I don't. Sorry. Absolutely I not. To, I said just that Riddle Sarah, was a good sport, and that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, Riddle. I appreciate cool. well, the description. Riddle and Nettle. Where's that? The next chapter, the epilogue. The epilogue. Really. I'm just annoyed with the whole thing. The whole book devolved the green exactly how I thought it would, but Okay, well, uh well, I guess never mind. Some of the points I have to make, we can go through the epilogue first. But I just want to make sure that we've, you know, we've hit all of this stuff. So he's he's showering her with gifts over over the winter slash spring. Now it's summer. Oh and he's I have something totally unrelated to what you're saying. Okay. The fact mm. that Eliana got knocked up hella young. Yeah, she's like 14. She's so fucking young and she's having a baby. I can say one sort of nice thing that I said before and that I'm glad that Molly wasn't just like, welcome home, let me have you immediately. And instead at least took a little oh, while. Oh. 90% of the fun is the chase. <laughs> well, I... I was going to say, like, I, well, I said it in spoilers several times, but it's like, I, I remember this book just being like, Fitz comes home and immediately they have sex in a field, and I was just glad that that didn't actually happen. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> exactly that like far that. off, but... No, but, like, there's at yeah. least a slight, you know, It was like, wait three years beforehand. because we need to move into our home with the servants before we have any more kids. <laughs> and... yeah. Um... Bribery. Oh, shit. I had, I had something and I lost it. Sorry. It's okay. I'll get there again. We'll never mm. know because I interrupted her. That's what I'm best at. So did I. Eliana got <laughs> pregnant really young. No. And then. Lies! <laughs> did Molly sick her wit bees on Fitz uh, to uh, trap <laughs> the field? <laughs> I sure hope so. Listen, whippies would be so fucking cool, and they're just wasted. <laughs> and that's my Robin Hobb opinion of the night. To get, I took that I is take a good such, theory. And I don't want to get yeah, on this definitely. too much because it's grody, but like I take <laughs> extreme issue with the whole removing the bee stinger situation. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's obscene. It's disgusting. You leave the toilet. It doesn't even make sense. How is somebody's teeth, which are thicker in width, that is not better than her using her fucking fingernails? No, ma'am. It's all hot garbage, and she's a hoey. They don't have tweezers. What if she juice her? (laughs) What if she juice her fingernails to the wick? It's then the teeth would not have done the job. That's there's no fucking way. But I thought she was sucking. She's got as well. short nails. Ew. Oh God! Stop. Let's Rachel, move on. I don't know if that would do anything. Would that do anything? If you've ever had a tick, you know that the nurse brings out the embarrassing suction device, <laughs> and the embarrassing no. suction device would solve this <laughs> as well. And no one would be sucked. I don't know about. This I don't know device. that they have that. The, well, they could invent it. Suction is a simple concept. If an <laughs> artist can understand it, an idiot, a librarian. And me than anyone could. And beef and and, yeah. and snake venom. It's the same, exactly. Suction. Um. I you could it. also just suck with your mouth. This chapter was the suction device. <laughs> these, this, these. Let Rachel these get her point out before she forgets it again. I don't care. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't forget it. Say it. <laughs> I was saying that one of the reasons that this doesn't, like, you know, whether or not I ship Fitz and Molly is irrelevant. I think one of the reasons that the scene, that these extended scenes of uh, old people seduction don't work on me. Let's not call them old because... people because, I mean, I am that age. So. <laughs> They're our age. <laughs> Let's not exaggerate here. Oh, prove to me, it? prove to me that these are thirty-year-olds in their prime. Prove it, because old I, people, I they're our yeah. age. If you're thirty in the medieval era, I mean, seven kids yeah, later, but they're our medicine. age. I mean, Shade has uh, is obviously doing like like tighter shit than this. Like he's like dancing with people, partying. He's oh got, yeah, come on, he's living his best life. Yeah, and he's like a hundred laps around them <laughs> come and see the violence and he hasn't had any kids <laughs> <laughs> so joey and yeah also, shade's not a molly kids, let's just put that no, out there no that's a different he, he yeah you couldn't send shade a bunch of gifts and expect to get your way he'd just be like thank you for these things i will blow them up i will blow them up <laughs> <laughs> but joey and i were watching sanditon the other day and I realized that the, the one thing missing from that, which is an adaptation of Jane Austen's last unfinished novel, the thing that's missing from it is the groveling scene. And there is at no point does Fitz grovel to Molly. Like, they kind of, like, skirt around the grovel, but he does not fully apologize, fully tell the truth, and fucking grovel for his life. And that is why I feel like Molly should never take him back. Right? Like, she's just... I don't think... I, I'm kind of of candy. the fact that, like, I don't think groveling makes a difference to me personally. Like, I think it's just kind of even more pathetic and will make me dislike you even more. But that also stems yeah. from a childhood of trauma where we compartmentalize and forget and move on. So, <laughs> might yeah, have I something think, to do I with it. I think everyone's different. And if you're talking about groveling, the gifts are kind of pathetic, so... Right, but the, I'm talking about groveling in the sense that, like, in in romance, in, it is a thing that's the groveling scene. And I don't mean that they, like, cry and say, don't leave me. It's 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 where they lay out their feelings and they apologize. No, the they're, they're both just silent and like, okay, let's move forward. Let's not talk about the past. Right. And I don't, I don't really agree because he's still keeping shit from her. She knows nothing. She's entering into a relationship. I think she might be complacent with the fact that she's never going to know everything. Like she's, I think that's something that she's come to terms with. Nettle knows more. Silly. Okay. I agree. And I think it's garbage, but also at the same time. What are her prospects? Yeah, I mean, how much do you, how much how much do you want to acknowledge the fact that you're like lovers father figure married you when you thought your lover was dead and but then that's you come fine. They that that's something that they couldn't help. I'm talking about the lies, the deceit. No oh. one gets a second chance because look at the themes of all of these books. It's the future, it's the rivers and the sea and their paths to different things and Molly is the past. And I just don't fucking get why it's, I mean, like we were talking about, it was, it's about settling and it doesn't make sense and I don't like it. It definitely seems like it's the agenda of like, let's just get these people back together. And I think if I didn't know where, where it goes later on, 
you know, like, I think I would be more bothered by this, but because I know that there's some purpose to this, I'm less annoyed. There's a purpose to them it boning again? Down like, do they have a kid? There is, Does she have another, another fucking kid? <laughs> <laughs> do they even stay in at this point? They should just drop out of her. The child is a horse, and it's perfect. <laughs> a 12th yeah. child. Thank you. Xena Warrior Princess dictates that you can have a child and it will be a centaur. <laughs> she doesn't even know she's having I mean, him at I this point. I guess I just feel like there should have been... It's all very much from Fitz's point of view, and I personally just want to know... I want to know that Molly wants this. It just feels like she got worn down, and that's not so romantic to me. I no, feel like she wants it, but I feel like she only wants it okay. because she doesn't feel like she has anything else. Well, that's what well, like is. She okay. So, I feel like she wants it, but I feel like she doesn't ever have any kind of real POV or anything in these books, and so it's really hard to tell. Right. So I'm yeah. going to I'm going to disagree, and uh, you can you can argue this, you can tell me I'm fucking wrong, um, but in the past, Molly has been like, ah. We're done. I do not like you anymore. And then Fitz <laughs> climbs through the window the and breaks in through the window the and she goes, no, I hate you. I didn't want you. But, oh, you climbed through the window and I said no. And she loved no, it. No, but she said no. So and, and I think that it, it, there's also, she was expecting Fitz to come back to her after she, he... He rejected her towards the end. So of you're saying she's the last trilogy, because the first it's what's trilogy. expected, but yeah, not I think what she, she genuinely I'm saying wanted that... Fitz back, but I just don't think that. I I think that what Molly says she wants and what she wants are I I think it's a lure, right? And I think that Fitz is meant to take that lure. He's the kind of person who will take it and run with it, and I don't. I don't think that most people are like that. I'm not like that. I don't think most of us here are like that. But I think that Molly is absolutely like that. I mean, Nettle was like, she was wondering, you know, she's telling him that, you know, Molly's like, well, what's he waiting for? And it's like, I feel uh, like she wants him to come, come and to like... my house instead of nothing. Like, I don't, why is nothing? Well, but if be... we say she liked him swinging in through right. the window like a fucking creep, you know, clearly she wants him to come, like, you know, take charge. And, she like, wants to be have some taken. confidence and like right. show up and try and win her back. Right. Well, I th- rather than just sending a, uh, you know, go between right. boy, like because it's not romantic the... to her to have to give so much right. instruction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the the big example where Fitz failed was where she had a kid and she was like trying to drop all the hints that she had the kid and she was like we're over. We're done. I hate you. But she was like trying to say, "Hey, we have a kid. I'm pregnant, you dumb fuck. Come and save me. <laughs> save our child." And then she like left. But well, she had a kid also... and she was expecting him to follow, but he's stupid. But you also yeah. like that's not all on him. I think that people you need to just say yeah. what you need to say and not ask No, people she's to not good at that either. And yeah, she was like, "Hey, quit yeah, sending me wants... gifts cuz I hate them and you're rotting the teeth." 
but she wanted the <laughs> gift. She, she liked was him. Like, she hey, obviously liked the I gifts. want you to come and like, you know, get back together with me instead of just like not saying goodbye to him when she leaves. <laughs> like just waiting. She says one thing and means another. Yeah. She's a vexing female. She is I really wonder she's if She's vexing me. If Fitz had come back like earlier in her life what her decision would have been instead of it being like okay she's already built her family she's already had all of her kids she's her husband passed away you can maybe factor that in or not but like if Fitz had popped up after child number one or number two and been like hey I'm back like how would it all have really gone sexy affair in the stables Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean that's what Burrage says but it would not. It would be quite indelicate to ask her. I feel like it. it's much safer for her to now have fits than it was back in the day. You know, because she's well. Oh yeah. Now we yeah. don't have to be mad at anyone. We don't have to be mad at Molly. We don't have to be mad at Birch. We don't have to be mad at Fitz. Like with this is just the natural course. It's of just things. trading one for the other right. again. And it's not Molly's fault. There's nothing. She is completely like clean absolved yeah all right take us through the epilogue eli so that we can to the epilogue. all right let's end this fucking book <laughs> <laughs> no no the, there's an epilogue so many more paragraphs right. to go so in the epilogue fitz courts molly and her children for the next three years in that time, Nettle becomes the head of her own coterie, and her brother Steady joins in the skill fun as well. Finally, Fitz and Molly get the marriage to go along with the sex that they settled down with in Met- Withy Woods. Wow, that is not a that's not a sentence. Um, We've been and you want the word and yeah no that's not even from the drinking that's a, that is word for that word what I wrote. Several margaritas. No, you wrote it correctly. Wrote it correctly. Yeah. It's written, I read it correctly. it correctly. It's bad. It's bad. Um, finally, I'll, I'll just like not read it. Finally, Fitz and Molly they they settle down as they always wanted to in Withy Woods. Which seems like too rad a place for these squares. Lacey <laughs> passes away, and so with nothing to ground her to Tradeford, uh, Patience moves in with Fitz and Molly and company. Too many poge- pages are <laughs> devoted to Molly's 56 <laughs> children. And I, no joke, re-listened to this epilogue four times, and I cannot remember any of her children's <laughs> names, so I'm not going to bother with describing yeah. it. Uh, Riddle hangs out with Fitz and also spies on him for shade, and uh, somehow finds a little time to get flirty with Nettle. Fitz pretends to have wrestled power away from Shade, which is just, ugh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, Shade, Fitz is like, well, you know what? I finally, I finally wrestled all the power away from Shade and gave it to Dutiful. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you're settled at Withy Woods, whatever. <laughs> you're not even, you're not even in the castle with him. Go away. Just, just. Go into your retirement and think whatever you want to think. <laughs> In this way, Fitz makes his way into the affluent Buckman's 40 under 40. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and so uh, I'll leave you with just a quote because it's way better than anything else I could (laughs) summarize. The book ends on a sad but hopeful note. I miss him often, but in the same way, I miss Night Eyes. I know that such a one will never come again. I count myself fortunate for what I had of him. I do not think I will ever whip Bond again, or know such a deep friendship as I had with the fool. As Burrich once observed to Patience, one horse cannot wear two saddles. I have Molly, and she is enough for me, and more. That, those last two but sentences But also if the fool showed up, I'd leave her immediately. <laughs> I yes. claim my Molly, and I ride her, and I ain't got room on saddle for another one. Ew, God, that's just, like, it's fucking bad. grotesque. Get on that saddle. So, I will, like, I, I do want to point out, no. in the last section, there was a conversation between Fitz and the Fool, where the Fool, where they were basically like, oh, we can't, like, hang out anymore, and I guess that's it. I guess that's the end of our story, and I'm gonna, we're going to part ways, but, and then he says, like, I've never been wise, and mm-hmm. then um, he says it again in the, in the little memory stone gift that he gives to him, mm-hmm. and then Fitz also says it, and when he says it in this section, he's like, oh, that made me feel funny when I thought about it. And then at the end of this epilogue, there's he says, "Oh, I think of him all the all the time." And then there's like this nonsense about like, "Oh, it's often like when a minstrel pauses for effect and then continues the song." So I feel like all of those things point to this not being over, despite it being being over being over. <laughs> and will, and will, Fitz was we'll like, "Thank God for that." Well, I I wish we could, you know, what what if we we could we could all be together. I could be with Molly and we could she hang doesn't out. Know and he I could exists. bring you back to Withy Woods and he was like it wouldn't be wise. Right, that. Which I that's what it was. Which I thought was very cute. He yeah. just wanted a thruple, okay? They would round out my life. Look, I'm just saying if the fool showed up and was like come on an adventure me with me. Fitz would leave Molly immediately. Yeah. Adventure me, please. Yeah. Adventure, Adventure me. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a little, like, I think we can kind of get into some of these larger questions. So obviously uh-huh. there's things that we've talked about a lot in the spoiler section. And then there's a lot of emails that we get that I don't share with everyone. They've gone to the spoiler crew, okay. but not everyone. And there's... There's like rep- there's repetitions of questions, right? Most of them having to do with how we feel about this ending. Because there is kind of like many people are not into this ending. I feel like we've made it clear that we're not. <laughs> Unfortunately, there isn't like another person to dissent and say that they were happy with it. So apologies on that front. But I don't I don't hate it as much as. Like I don't completely hate it, but only it's it's only because I know there's more. I think that I could have been convinced to accept this. I but, I dislike uh, the whole like run back to Molly and oh yeah look at us now, you know however many years later picking up where we left off bullshit. I I'm not mad at the fact that the fool and Fitz didn't get to have like an in person goodbye because I don't think that could have possibly have like sufficed. I don't think that would have been beneficial really. That just would have been even more tragic. So I feel like the fact that he was missing and the fool missed him and left these gifts is almost better than if they'd been in person goodbye. But 
Yeah. Because the fool already said, like, this is it. Like, we're parting ways. So, and that was kind of the trauma of it all. And if they'd just been harping on that same fact more in person. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that Fitz is just like, I'll be back. And then, you know, the fool just misses him as he comes by. It's It's kind of... Like, it kind of, it works Never say goodbye, like a, see you later like, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the alludes that there will be more to their story. Yeah, it's sufficiently open-ended that I, like, I'm okay with that as an ending. And I've, I've said that before, where it's, like, as long as, is, I have, I, I have a hard time with stories where things end definitively. I like it when it's a little bit open-ended, because mm-hmm. it just makes it feel more alive, like... Like it's out there somewhere doing its thing, and it doesn't. It doesn't just end when I get to the end of that page. Yeah. So that part I'm okay with. It's just that for Molly, she's just not a strong enough character. I didn't get enough from her. I didn't get enough of her well, feelings I think too, so... because he just like gets his all his pain and memories back from. And he's just magically the dragon, fixed and therapy. then he's just magically better, and now he just magically, you know fully wants to go after molly again i think it's a little bit jarring i mean i get that it's magic and you know sure he's whole now but like i, I don't know it's a little they rough just, they don't they right. also well, don't that... have a good foundation for the relationship their original relationship he was no, a child it's trauma <laughs> who felt abandoned who was fucking murdering people on the side like it's not and then yeah died. and it was full of lies <laughs> and everything and then he comes back and he's just like okay yeah let, let's be together because when I was a teenager, and, like, you were Molly's my respite. been through some shit, too. Right. And Molly's been through some serious shit in her life. And Fitz was never the comfort to her that she was to him. Yeah. So, you know, that part kind of sucks. It just never felt equal. Molly is always just sort of his reward. And she's just sort of... It's like it's settling in terms of their relationship, but it's also settling in terms of the narrative because it's just like, oh well, and here's this you know, great love he supposedly have has that I you know kept on the back burner this whole time so that I could reunite them at the end and it's going to be satisfying yeah. except it's not really. What did you say earlier, Joey? You said that anytime like an uh, a book is given to an editor and there's an epilogue, the editor should just cut it. Like there should never. <laughs> yeah, like they they no. There's a flow chart, and it says it says, "Is there an epilogue? Yes, remove it. That's the only. That's the that's it. Because epilogues, yeah, like they're just unnecessary. But I feel like the writers feel compelled to to tie a bow around the story. The most unnecessary yeah. portion of this epilogue was fucking Lacey being murdered by the oh, author. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Of what? Arthritis? Just, Fuck off. Right? Just so that gone. patients could move in with Fitz and Molly. I um I almost cut out the the horse cannot what I I can't even read it anymore. <laughs> I can't somebody, um, somebody added the, the horse cannot wear two saddles part. I almost cut that out. But um uh but it's been such a recurring theme. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's kind of, it's exactly what the fool said of like, you know, I, I don't want to change your life and you need to go have these experiences now. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It is settling. Yeah. I, I mean, I, in the spoiler section, I've talked about how, <laughs> what? Um, 
Well, it's not spoiler now, oh. uh, but I, I've I've talked about how I I don't I don't know I, I feel like it's a little bit sort of cute that he is now actually sort of living like a wolf, living in the now, um, <laughs> but I mean it's still like it's hard to be. He's not living very... in the now though. He's living in the past. It's I I no, I you're, think he's living in the you're, past. Too. You're right. No, you're right. It's but he's not worried about everything that is around him. He's not worried about the consequences of everything. He's just doing shit. Yeah. Which is He's like I'm a real person oh, now. Which is which is kind of cool and not very fits like. Um but it I don't know. I I don't I don't like this ending particularly well, but I do like that Fitz is not he's not upset with all of his decisions. He's not agonizing over anything. I mean, it's nice for him to to sort of I mean, he's not he got all the trauma back, but I, I mean, it's n- nice the idea that he's you know, not just drifting through life anymore and that he is more whole as a person and that he can you know, experience this stuff. It's just, it is a little jarring to go from everything else to this in like the last three chapters. But yeah, well, you know, these, I mean, the big, I, the big kind of like themes of these books has always been like life is pain, right? Like the like <laughs> everything you go through is to seek some future happiness for yourself you know like you can get over your trauma or you can achieve what you want or you can find family or you know the things that you have lost and so you kind of have to give that to Fitz at the end if this is the last book otherwise it does it would feel kind of like empty and sad like why did he go through all of this you know no I mean it's nice that he gets his reward it's just that like I mean, ultimately, I, mean, I want people I, to be happy. I and if this is what's going to make him yeah. happy and Molly happy, then so be it. But I just feel like he could have given other options a chance to. Yeah, it's... I mean, I don't. I was to say I don't begrudge this ending, but I like that there is that open endedness, and so yeah, agreed. That last paragraph, aside from the last two sentences, the you know that I miss him often stuff and kind of just alludes to their yeah you know he's never gonna have that again but you know it's still out there is Fitz always going to be looking out the kitchen window when he does the dishes yeah. thinking <laughs> every time he sees a brown person he's gonna be like oh my god is that him I'm like no. <laughs> no yeah um okay I do also want to move us on to this kind of like How goes into Fitz's sexuality questions lots and lots and lots of emails that kind of go around that infamous Fitz is terrified of being gay. Hardcore. Where, well, well, Robin Hobb basically said it would have not been within character for me to just suddenly make Fitz uh, a person who is hetero documented, a documented heterosexual into men if he sees the fool as a man. And that was like her very like, what does it matter if he sees him as a logic? What does that matter? But I'm like, but here's my thing. Is Fitz a documented heterosexual? That's exactly it. It's only a documented heterosexual <laughs> if she puts it in text. He's a documented heterosexual because I just fucking wrote this fucking sentence. That's such bullshit. And I, granted, I have a very, yeah. like, bisexual... I mean, I identify as bisexual and leaning towards, like, pansexual identity. And so this kind of shit really frustrates me. 
but whatever. Yeah. I like whoever said called him uh, demisexual panromantic. Yeah, that kind of worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I think because that's kind of true. You know, it's like he he needs that emotional connection, and you know, has his like you know marriage sex thing, and it's like it's gotta mean more, and then you know, romantically, he could be interested in anyone, including the fool. Right, you're only exactly. Who you and are I think until you're not that person anymore because you make a decision. If you're heterosexual one day and then the next day you decide that you're not, that's your prerogative. So to force him into this, like, situation, it's fucking garbage. Well, I mean, I've said this in the spoiler section that, like, I feel like, you know, Hobbes' view of sexuality is very black and white rather mm-hmm. than... I mean, and obviously, you know, when she wrote this, you know, like, worldview was also more black and white on that. So, like, I don't... I don't know if any of her feelings have changed since then, but, like, probably not. But uh, but I feel like you know, she has a very, like, set way of thinking about this, and, and all of these other labels are probably foreign to her. I like this because it's, like, everyone's in the spoiler section now. <laughs> right. Well, this goes back to, like, what I said about the epilogue, too, because, like, I feel like an epilogue is something that authors use to provide kind of like a cheat sheet of like stuff that they couldn't fit into the story. And like personally as a reader, if it doesn't fit into the story, then I don't need it. But it is kind of like a form of control where it's like, I'm going to like dot all these, you know, all these eyes and put periods at the end of the sentences and make sure that, you know, you get it the way I wanted you to get it. And for me, one of the great things about this series is that fits is a representative of people that you don't often see in fantasy like you don't you know this was like a revelation when i read this like there were no you know uh demisexual panromantic characters in (laughs) fantasy like and like what does it hurt for people to read that now and ascribe those kind of ideas that maybe she didn't know about at the time but she still wrote this character she still wrote a very complicated character that spoke to a lot of people and that's why i kind of well, like he has a he has a very complicated relationship with sexuality sure yeah like, why sure. she wrote that into it yeah and just because she decided that like okay because he had his whole like no homo thing the whole book you know that you know that means he's definitely straight and he definitely only wants molly like that doesn't mean that other people can't read it yeah. a different way and, and like, i do think like it means things yeah. to different people. I think there was yeah. enough space for readers to be like, okay, well, fuck you, Robin. Like, I know, like, <laughs> it is what it is, and I see it for what it is. And regardless of what you say, like, I'm going with my own vibes on this. So, right. I mean, I understand her not like responding well to people who think that, like, you know, Fitz and the Fool should have ended up, you know, together in domestic bliss. Like, that's not the story she wanted to tell and i i think that that's a fair, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sure. thing but yeah but i think you can't get mad at people for reading that relationship as romantic because it was 1000 percent romantic <laughs> and then you just get into what people's definitions i mean of i don't know are. that she understands i don't know that she understands like split you know attraction models yeah. either so right right and she doesn't she doesn't have I mean, she clearly felt that it was an un not you know like that it was a an unrequited kind of uh, maybe not unrequited but a different 
kind of love, not a physical love, you know, and, and she Which wanted to, right. And she wanted to show that breadth and she, maybe she reacted against it when people in her eyes tried to make it very black and white about sex. So, you know, like, right. But like, she wrote a character who said like, it's not about sex and it's not it's about, not about you plumbing, know, boundaries yeah. and it's not like everything the fool says is like very like fluid and very like not like she's saying it there but i just don't think she realizes she's saying i wonder so like we've talked a lot about um the books and publishers and how like we all kind of or a lot of readers perceive characters to be brown skin black skin people and how that's not acknowledged in like the artwork that we've seen in publications and how we feel like a lot of that had to do with publishers not wanting to have you know, people of color as primary characters. So do you think that there was mm-hmm. maybe that same kind of level of pressure of like not having gay by pan? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she certainly has never said that. And I think the post that I'm referencing that she wrote in 2008, which is, you know, before she wrote any of the last trilogy, um, she did say that she felt pressure to make it kind of gayer. Like, so I wonder, well, where's that book? I want to read it to give the readers what they want, I think is what she said. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but the, um, so it's like, yeah, it's like, well, was she, was she being kind of like censored and restricted or all I'm saying is is I got questions lined up for this AMA. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, you know, and I, 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 I appreciate that she has so far very, you know, allowed people to get on Reddit and have discussions about these things. And she doesn't kind of like wade in and like tell people they're wrong. She, there's just this one kind of like infamous post that, you know, nothing's ever, nothing's ever erased on the internet. So we still have it, <laughs> um, that people point to. So yeah, you know, obviously maybe her feelings have changed or she's expanded her view on sexuality yeah maybe i mean we can talk about that at the end of the next you know several books but you know (laughs) when i tell people you know read these books i don't it's not because it's like a standard fantasy novel you know it's like because there's beautiful characters in it that i don't get to see they're not they're not i mean i think the fool is is interesting too because like i don't I mean, like, obviously, you know, we see him as this, like, you know, gender-fluid character, and I, I don't, like, I, I don't feel, I mean, it's, certainly I don't think she ever set out to write, like, you know, representation right. of a gender-fluid person, but, like, I don't know that she really, because, like, you know, she talked about, you know, Live Ship and Amber and, like, Amber mm-hmm. all of a sudden being the fool. It's like, I don't think she ever meant to... I don't know that she meant to, you know, write that, but also like she had the whole gender question in the first trilogy too. So it's sort of like, right. And she didn't say, Oh, this is the fool. Let me change it to a man. She just kept it. She kept Amber as a woman. That's like, that's the thing. Like I kind of like respect the the text and like where that goes. I just, I don't know what her feelings are on it. So it's a little bit strange. I think that's just one of those things where it's again, like she, she gave readers space like to kind of make some decisions on yeah. their own and like see what they want. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I like I, I like too. yeah, I like that space that she gives us. We do actually get a lot of emails about um the fool's identities and whether or not, you know, we deci- you know have decided that they're gender fluid, why some of us say they and some of us use 
he or it's she. Honestly, on like I fluctuate all the time because it's hard to keep track of and the way the fool identifies themselves <laughs> in certain situations, but I definitely fluctuate between he and they just because I mean I tend to use the the gendered pronouns that are in the book because I don't I don't feel like the fool would care. Like in real life, well, I have is, consistency. Well, the like the fool people, is male but... and Amber is female, but not but like beloved. I don't know. I, you know, yeah, like that's. True. I feel like that hasn't really been made clear. And so sometimes no. if I if I'm talking about like all the identities at once, I, I say that. Yeah. And if I'm saying <laughs> right. cool, I say yeah, he, yeah, and yeah. Amber, I say she. Yeah. But you know, but and that's not us trying to like erase any of the identities it's just us trying to yeah. navigate i think it's it's just easier to use the 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 gender pronoun that is in that specific story right so it's like all of these books are written the by fitz's point of view and fitz sees him as a man so it's like i kind of default right. to that gender label when i'm talking about him in these books whereas when it was amber in the rain wilds i was much better about referring to the fool as or amber as they but again it's like the lack of consistency makes it really challenging to keep up with while we're going through all these recaps yeah i mean honestly i think one of the reasons that that hob kind of like decided to go with this is it felt you know she, she felt it felt right for the character and it, it kind of increases the mysteriousness of their origins and their you know who they are exactly and that's part of that's part of the fool's allure is that they we can't you know no one really knows like we've been inside Fitz's head we fucking know this guy like we <laughs> there's no mystery there um so I, I do kind of want to skip over our every episode prompts because we kind of hit a lot of it um I shout out to Gilly for the animal assist and to my black for hauling uh, Fitz's ass across all that snow even though <laughs> he was ignoring her and the and the horsey that um, saved Ketty who got a little shout out Oh yeah, ready. Um, we got some fashions from Jamelia slash Buckkeep. So one last time with Fitz's nice outfit. But I do want to ask Joey: Did Fitz fits it? Uh, I think I read a whole scene where he was fitzing it. <laughs> I think it's mainly Resound- fitzing it. Resounding, yes. <laughs> I'd also like okay. to say, you know, was the fool there before we, in the original trilogy, we had, was the fool there, how creepy was he being? And then we moved mm-hmm. on to, was the fool there, how fabulous were they being? And clearly, Abby, I've we're had just a, a, a progression in my relationship with the fool. And now I think that Chiclet the fool is the loveliest. Chiclet you, are, you are a far cry from baby teeth. <laughs> What? I don't want to revisit baby teeth because when I picture that in my head, it's still very creepy. But I just, um, yeah, the fool is is a lovely creature. We'll we'll see what happens when we get the trilogy. Oh God, do all of his teeth yeah, fall maybe out? Maybe it's just is the fool there? Sorry, there's four more dragon books. Well, he's gonna turn into a <laughs> joy. The black, the other black man, I would assume, because he's on a pretty fast <laughs> path of changing man. colors. Um, yeah, I, you know, this has not been maybe a super positive, but hopefully a funny episode. Uh, I do, I, I really do like these books. Maybe not these last three chapters. <laughs> but 
This is no what I said to Rachel but... earlier. I said you can still like a book even if you don't like the ending. You can still like a book even if you don't like particular chapters or you one can, character. You can or... adore a yeah. book even though you don't like the three chapters. It's no, I love this book a lot. It's probably, I think, in rereading these six, I think it's my. it might be my favorite. It's definitely my favorite. It's the pain. I mean, I definitely read it the fast. Read it faster than any other one. Oh, you guys! I did finally order the the pain. Oh, sorry. You you finally ordered the illustrated edition. Mm. Um, the third one is uh, currently on pre-order and will come out in March. If you haven't. Well, my birthday's in March. Wink, wink, listeners. Wink. wink. I feel like maybe I ordered that. I can't remember. You can do what I do and forget that you pre-order stuff and then pre-order it again and I get five books. <laughs> I should look that up in my email and see if I pre-ordered it. When did it go on sale? Every um, day. I feel like recently-ish. Oh, was it recently? Then maybe Mine's I didn't. not going to be signed, though. You guys all have signed books. I don't have any. <laughs> oh, come with us. Yeah, the signed copy is the one that I read from, so you're welcome. Me too. <laughs> well, way to brag. I have three. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> Who will you be in a Robin Hood cosplay group, Ashley? Who will I be? Yeah, you've got to add yourself. I don't know. I like to be. Can I just be like a skill pillar or something? A no. dragon? Can I be a stone <laughs> no, dragon? Be an other, please. I want to be an other. Tintaglia. No, I do not want to be Tintaglia. And are you gonna be Robert? I could be an other, but conceptually, I have a lot of gaps, so I don't know. But it's probably the closest. It's probably the closest to my theme of having tubular kind of costumes. You can be Eliania with her normal horn. Yeah, I don't want to be her. I don't want to have my titties on display all the time. Tubular is better than globular. No, not that one. It's her, her like, <laughs> Yeah, I want to be the pale woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to be a, a ship. I think a live ship would be great, but... Oh, yeah. Ophelia. Aragon. Ophelia. I'm, her I'm published... Spoiler I'm, alert, Ophelia's tits are on display, too. No. I don't want to be yes. a. I didn't no. say I wanted to be a girl ship. She wants Paragon, whitewashed. I would love to be Paragon. To be I Paragon, feel like I would be a mean Paragon. <laughs> then you, you have and to you look could be like mean to people, and it would be like canon. Yeah. You could be rings gold and just sink. Get, and be I mean, really, I should just, just be, be a, a serpent because I can just I paint my graboid costume like bright red and put some scales on it, and it'll be repurposed. I'm a serpent. I'm uh, I'm whitewashed cover fits. Whitewashed cover <laughs> <fits>. <laughs> Oh man. I matched the cover art. It's great. I have a lot I'll of I'll be options. paragon and we can stand next to each other. I could just be a peep I'll be a hole in the wall like a peephole. I'll just build like a stone wall with a hole cut out in it. It's a boo hole. At eye level so as not to be confused with the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> reminder. <laughs> next up, we will be reading The Inheritance and Homecoming, which are both short stories um, that will post on Feb 15. And then after that, we will go uh, into the Rainwild books. 
For Valentine's uh, and Day. Anything to delay and, uh, me, my rain wild satisfaction. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my only motivation. Uh, <laughs> this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your emails on air and I will do it this time. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm Rachel and you can find me at Darth Rachel uh, on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I am Alyssa and you are always welcome at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Spray on Instagram. I did another drawing. It's a thing. Very good drawing. Very good. Good drawing. Like a whole a whole mess of them. Every week. Oh, well, yeah, but there was, there was the latest one. Roughly, <laughs> you know, 1,200 in the 2020 year. <laughs> Almost. It was only 250. Really? Oh, my God. That's wild, Jenny. Wow. That's that a lot. incredible. Uh, I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I do ma- not make 250 new things in a year. No. D- don't, don't expect <laughs> that. Well, cosplay is different than a drawing. Well, so. none of us have been making cosplay in the last year either, so. <laughs> yeah. Don't follow us for our cosplay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Ashley on Instagram, at Ladybird Parker. When COVID doesn't exist, sometimes I document the making of my cosplay, but right now it's really just home shit and my kitty cat. My poo. Home improvement! And I'm Joey, and I have recently had a brand change to Uncanny Robot on Instagram. Ooh. I got very confused today because I kept seeing Uncanny I'm... Robot pop up in my feed and I'm like, who the fuck You're is like, that? Who's this dick <laughs> bag that I somehow yeah. follow block, block, block. <laughs> <laughs> but you d- you're you're posting a lot of stuff recently. A lot of a I lot know, of drawings. You do too. Yeah, I'm trying to reach a lot Jenny of drawing levels, videos. but I think it's gonna take over a year to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've only done, let's see, how many have I done in 2020? Oh, in the whole four days. Uh, Minus the nine hours we've been recording this podcast. Five? I've done five. Oh my god. What the hell? If you didn't know, half of us are illustrators. (laughs) (laughs) Talented. Just wildly talented. The other half of us just garbage people. I'm in the garbage I wear my garbage garbage person badge proudly. Yeah, I'm part of that team too. (laughs) It's just really, it's a sickness more than anything else. It is a sickness. (laughs) It's like, if I haven't done something, I'm like, well, I've been worthless today, so whatever. You know, I also think about being worthless a whole lot, but I don't do anything about it. (laughs) I feel most productive when I'm playing a video game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... I'm going to ask uh, you guys to leave. They're and we will spend rude. 12 seconds on spoiler talk. I, can't, I cannot so wait to just not talk about anything. <laughs> I can't no wait to just ramble about I don't the think Eli's going to make Well, it, I'm going to hate being so. on break because I really look forward to this every Monday. But I guess sometimes breaks are needed. Well, so. we're going to have a we're going to have a Kid Nation viewing party instead. So yeah, we will. Yes. Um, All right. <laughs>
So yeah, spoilers. B. B's a B. There's a B. It's all for B. Yeah. Is it Yay. is it is it Molly's child? Impregnation. <laughs> Impregnation. But at least I'll say that, you know, I think I said this in our in our text thread, but you know, this kind of this book sort of like narrows down to like a very limited possibilities, you know, which is kind of sad. And with B, things start to open up again, right? Like all the possible futures start to open up. How many adventures can they have? What can happen? And that list. part is it's nice, except for the first book being like <laughs> So what do book. we think the what do we think the category will be renamed to of is the fool there and is, is the fool he, there like, is the fool shambling apart? and is he right <laughs> is the fool there and is he okay no the answer will has he be... been stabbed today uh... <laughs> is, is the fool does the fool is need the medical fool. attention how is the is number the one fool. thing that we remember out the out of the final trilogy the fool's getting stabbed Oh yeah, it was traumatic. For well, me. our cosplay choices were Jester, Seafarer, Lord Golden, and just corpse. So I think that's what just remember the picture you took in front of the trash can. <laughs> the I mean, yeah, because I remember reading that, being like, "Oh my god, if she kills the fool, I'm gonna be so fucking mad." It would stop reading. I would stop reading. Oh, I would have 100% stopped reading. I would have been like, I don't know. I don't know what happens and I don't care. Yep, but you read to the end and you finished way before me and then you got so mad at me for not finishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also in, in like completely traumatized at that point in my life. So it's fine. I apologize for all all my horrible. Okay. I had a lovely four hour cry on a plane. The, um, yeah, so we have B, the resolution of the creepy baby plot line, and... Molly survives the whole four chapters. Molly and her endless pregnancy. But first... That was, that's, it's gonna be hard. It was hard, and it's gonna be hard again. I really told myself that I would never read that chapter again, and the fact that I'm gonna read it again is... A the stabbing or the or the giving birth scene. The giving birth mm. scene. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I I think that Joey will do a dramatic reading of it, <laughs> and it will be great. And Fitz not believing her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she's pregnant for two years. That is just the fucking like cherry on top of that shit pie, where he's just like, "No, you're insane." <laughs> I'm like, you live in a magic world full of magic, you dipshit. Like, maybe think about it with your two brain cells for a little bit longer. He doesn't He doesn't have those in that book. That book, he's infuriating. Why are and they I taking her? across her? the room. I oh left. My God. She's alone. <laughs> Fucking book. I just, I mean, this is, you know what I mean? I, the fool is more important than everyone, you know? He stabs when him like, he's like, I have to go and, like, save him. You. And he's like, I will just go the butt keep and then I will just wander around at Winterfest and everything will be fine oh my god they're gonna steal my child 
Can't wait, can't wait. So what do you um what do you have to say to us about uh Rain Wilds? Like what are we what should we expect? Tell it to us. Like just give us some like highlight words. Am I gonna wanna draw things? Is Alyssa there? <laughs> Did she leave? <laughs> Eli's sleep. Repeat, repeat yourself. Just one. Just, <laughs> just the last ten seconds. Just repeat yourself. I said, do you have? Can you give us some like highlight words, like a word web that we can use to prepare for the rain wilds? Okay. Mud. <laughs> oh, good. Just that. Um, just mud. I'm searching. Uh... <laughs> Legs. Um, mm. oh, I know it doesn't that sound is. like serpents at all. Also, yikes. Also, oh <laughs> Bingtown, but only for a minute. Um, and are we talking content warnings? Oh, yes, absolutely. For the first, oh, um, I have for... heard that the first book of the four is the hard one. Yes, correct. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and that I should wait until the second book to form my opinion. Correct. <laughs> okay. Wow. And these are your favorites? Uh-huh. Absolutely. They were the first ones well, I look read. look at what we just read, favorites. Jenny. <laughs> look at what we just read. It's fine. Everyone's got their own pain. Um, picture the most <laughs> idiot dragon that you could possibly fathom. That's it. <laughs> okay, great. Can't wait. <laughs> Am I gonna want to draw anything? Um, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Are there any engorged crests? Yes. Oh, it's obscene. It's mostly engorged crests. It's mostly mud and engorged crests. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. And there's uh, four whole books of this. It's the best books. four books. I cannot wait to completely understand elderly magic by the end of it. You will. And so yeah. much more. Less about less excited about the dragon part, but more about skill stuff. That's what I want to know. Skill stuff. Can't wait till we get to the last trilogy. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, you guys. <laughs> okay. I'm going to end because my arm hurts and I can't, I can't sit here anymore. So thank you very much for reading Fool's Fate with me. Thank and, you. Uh, my favorite book. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> favorite too. book. Actually, I feel, I feel like Golden Fool might have edged out and mm. might have become my favorite. Okay. <laughs> you know, I hope that... I, I don't judge people anymore. I, I don't want... know why I'm saying that <laughs> like that. I want the Rainwilds to be as good as I remember them. And also well, with you. Live ship didn't work out for you, did it? It's Everything is okay. <laughs> We're not going to ruin the Rainwild books like we ruin the live ship books. I can feel it. Thank you. I deeply appreciate are... that. Are we? Are we I don't know. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> I can't wait till we're all new readers, except for us. <laughs> well, be I'm reading ahead because I have to edit. I know you are. Yeah. Oh, so is that what we're doing? We're reading ahead. That's how we become the spoiler section. Generally. Yes. I'm going to be a new reader. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Because then I get to be done earlier. 
and then I get to make wild guesses. Yeah, see? Because I only remember one character that shows up in the uh, last trilogy from books, and I remember nothing about him. I remember nothing about anyone. Ever. <laughs> there was that Hebe person. Oh! That's the dragon. Yes. Oh, I yeah, when remember. they go to the city and they're, yeah. I just remember being annoyed by all of that, so that bodes well. You're like, I'm like, it's oh, okay. I probably should know who these people are. Who cares? It's just the <laughs> most important thing to me is these, this um, quartet, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I was more spoiled about the live ship stuff than I am about this, so I can be a. A more accurate new reader. Are there any witted people? No. <laughs> the, the, the wit was the wit abandoned. Was that? Are there any animals aside from dragons? Yes. Okay. Are they cats? Mm. Can they talk? Deer? Mm. Yes. Wolves? Mm. <laughs> ferrets? <laughs> Are there ferrets? Well... Any mustelids of any kind. Any <laughs> Joey will want to know. All right. Well, thank you for, for the preview. I'll get reading. I, I feel prepared now. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm excited. I prepared a playlist. It's ready. Oh, yay. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll put that up thank when you. we st- for yeah, in the next one. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.